Hey, hiring managers. Reopening your small business and rebuilding your team can be tricky when 64% of furloughed workers don't plan to return to their previous employer. If your workers don't come back, Snagajob is here to help. Use snagajob.com to handle your rehiring with access to 47 million hourly workers looking for service industry jobs like yours. You'll save 25% each month with promo code podcast. Start hiring at snagajob.com today. Who else has tried FabFitFun? I actually haven't. <gasps> you haven't? No. Girl, where have you been? I'm uh, not having a fab Wait, fit fun time. I genuinely thought you were going to say yes. I really didn't <laughs> know you were going to say no. You yeah, haven't tried it? I really haven't. Wow. I mean, well, if you don't already know, guys, it's a seasonal box with a full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products, and it retails for $49.99, but always has a value over $200. So I just got the spring 2019 box, and to my surprise and delight, there is a robe from show me your moo. and if you guys don't know those are my friends so not only was I excited because like I love everything moo, I had a moment of like oh I'm so excited to go through everything in this box but then also oh my god those are my friends I'm so proud of them and so excited and if you guys want to check out go to fabfitfun.com and use the code blame 10 so you can save $10 off your first box make it only $39.99 again that's fabfitfun.com and use the code blame 10 <laughs> everybody and welcome back to another episode of don't blame me don't blame meme pod um today yeah i love that um today we have two different aesthetics what are you a <laughs> melissa or a megan <laughs> if you're watching you're gonna know because i'm currently under a blanket with a giant sweater and tea and um melissa's here not only in like a blazer a skirt a statement necklace she also has on heels um and she looks like i hope you all are a melissa Though I'll feel bad about myself. You're you're winning this. Not that it was well, a competition, I mean, but your sweater's really cute. Like it's from super Target. cute. Yeah. It's nice. Thanks. Um, yeah, I just had a meeting earlier and you know, casual clothes, business casual. Yeah, business <laughs> casual. I don't know how to dress business schedule. Like, so no jeans? Yeah. Not those? Okay. Yeah. I don't know how to wear things that aren't jeans. Um, well, guys, this is another Melissa and Megan exclusive. Mm-hmm. It's March, baby. It's March, bitches. March Madness yeah, basketball. It's happening right Swish. now. Who are you rooting for? Always University of Arkansas. Woo Pig Suey, if they're in it or not. Pig Suey? Woo Pig Suey. Woo That's pig how you suey. call the hogs. Oh, are you guys the hogs? Woo. Pig suey razorbacks. Is that a? It's a hog. It looks like um Pumbaa. Oh it's my god! Boar. Fuck yeah. yeah! That's a fun one. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know who I'd. I'll root for them for you. Okay. Cool. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I know that like my like my mental thought process of like mm-hmm. I'm rooting for them is really going to help them win. Yeah. So guys, this is a advice podcast, and um, we are going to be playing your voicemails and giving you some advice. I doubt any of it pertains to March Madness. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at us with sports podcasts right. now. Sports, 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 sports. sports. Um, uh, the phone number to call us is 310-694-0976, and international listeners can email us an audio file to meganpodcast at gmail.com. So we're going to give you some advice. Um and we're not going to fuck up your life. Hopefully. Yeah. I can't make any guarantees. No, no fucking promises here. No. We might fuck it up. <laughs> we might. But guess what? Don't, Don't blame. blame us. Yeah. Hi, Megan. I am 20 years old, and I've been dating a guy for six years. Um, I think I've called in before. I don't know if you guys ever answered my question. I don't think you did. I've been listening to all of my podcasts. 
But I basically did a really bad job at explaining my situation, and now my situation has intensified. So I figured I'd call back and try to give a better explanation of my situation, give you an update, and ask for new advice because it just keeps getting messier. So basically, like I said, I've been dating the same guy for six years since freshman year of high school, and I'm now a senior in college and about to graduate. And basically, for the past, I don't know, like three or four years, I've kind of been debating my sexuality. I'm pretty positive. I like girls as well as boys. I haven't really officially put a label on it. I kind of just say I like people that are nice and are cute to me. I don't know. I just am attracted to who I'm attracted to, and that's kind of that. Whatever. So basically, a long, probably about a year or two ago now, on a drunken night, me and my friends were all playing a drinking game, and Somehow that ended up, ended up with me kissing one of my girlfriends and, um, like a few times. And ever since then, my boyfriend's been kind of weird about like whenever we hang out and especially since I started talking about the fact that I think I like girls, well, and he's kind of just like kind of a little bit suspicious of it. And like, we'll kind of joke around like, oh, you like or whatever. Um, sorry, I shouldn't have Anyways, make jokes about it and whatever. Well, then, basically, everything has been fine. I date my boyfriend still. I debated my sexuality, and I don't really know what to do about all that stuff. And then, recently, on New Year's Eve, I had a very messy night. I got very intoxicated, and probably more than I should have. And um, my boyfriend had went to sleep earlier than me because he was going to like up that night. And I don't remember most of the night, and I talked to my friend about what happened, and she kind of explained. But yesterday, one of my friends mentioned that me and my friend were kissing. And I have no memory that my friend ever mentioned it to me. And I kind of just am in a situation now where I don't know what to do. I know I should probably ask her what exactly happened. And then if she says that did happen, then I should automatically tell my boyfriend. But I'm just, like, very unsure of the situation, and I feel a mess. I also just don't know what to do with my feelings about anything, about my sexuality. It's dating my boyfriend. I just feel like my life's a mess, so please give me some tough love advice. I feel like I desperately need it. Thank you so much. Bye. Oh, my God. I'm not going to give you tough love. You don't need tough love at all. You need gentle love Mm -hmm. because this is, like, yeah, your life. I wouldn't call your life a mess, but, like, you're definitely like you're going through like a period of like change mm-hmm. and like it's fucking rattling. Like I think I mean, I think the, the first thing I'll say is um, that's a like it's a really long time to be dating someone. And also, like we've said before, like those are really like crucial right. years right. of like figuring out who you are and you're doing that with somebody else. And no matter how supportive somebody else can be. I think there's also like when you're go when you start changing and you don't necessarily like recognize like mm-hmm. the like the things that you're as into even like interests or friends or hobbies or like gender sexuality all of those things like it's like it's hard in general for you to come to terms with things for most people and it's even if no matter how supportive your partner is like it's you're going to feel you're everyone assumes everyone else is kind of judging you yeah even if he is being really supportive um so I would say, I think like, uh, I think you just kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say like break up with your boyfriend and like figure out your own stuff. But at the same time, I think that's the reason why you're so stressed out yeah. and this feels so messy is because like the stakes are really high in the sense that like you aren't able to 
like obviously like drunk you is like making choices that sober you is like oh gosh no that's not really what I like intended or planned on doing and that being said like I don't think I mean yeah I don't think that you obviously said you don't remember and all of that stuff and I think that's valid but I think um you owe it to yourself and to your boyfriend to like you you need to figure out you and like that isn't I don't think that's a bad thing at all and like I don't want you to feel like you fucked up in any sort of way because you I don't think you did and also this is the queen of being like you don't make out with other people if you're in a relationship and all that stuff but like I'm being contradictory here so like suck my dick who cares I just think you need like you need to be like gentle with yourself in figuring this out and if you're trying to not hurt somebody else and like think about somebody else's feelings when you're trying to figure out your own Mm -hmm. I think that's just like it's you're gonna have a fucking brain aneurysm yeah yeah I feel like I know you said you don't want to tell them to break up but yeah maybe not break up go on a break yeah um just and say because both of you guys were so young when you got together Mm -hmm. and neither of you have had the experience or time to see like who you are as an adult without this person yeah um so maybe just go on a break and and i feel like we've given this advice before along it was on an episode a long time ago but go on a break and it wasn't like trying to figure out your sexuality but um it's basically the same just but just go on the break and see if um see if you actually because you kind of think you like girls yeah maybe see if it's not if it's not just kissing that you like to do and if Mm -hmm. it is just kissing then cool and if you guys find yourselves back with each other then cool too but i think you're gonna regret it if you never explore more because i think that's just what builds resentment is Mm -hmm. that like you might not even yeah you might might be that that you might you might not even like the girls that you've been interested in so Mm -hmm. far to that kind of level that surpasses just kissing and making out but if you don't figure that out you're gonna end up resenting your partner because that's the reason why you're not figuring it out Mm -hmm. and it has nothing and that doesn't mean that he's a bad person or anything like that but like when you are in a relationship you're, you're held to certain expectations and like as much as like i think it's i think it's first of all i think it's awesome how like communicative you are like that's great i am like a huge fan of communication my therapist is always like yeah megan likes to over communicate mm-hmm. everything but i think that's great and i think like it i can imagine how hard it would be to you know like come not i, don't, I hate saying come to terms because that sounds like it's a bad thing but like have that realization and like say it to yourself and then say it to your partner and then have him feel weird about you being around one of your friends when that situation for you was probably like you the first time you ever kissed one of your friends is probably like a wow holy shit yeah that kind of thing like that's a really emotional and like change and very different and confusing time for you and for him to make a judgment on that i don't think that means he's a bad person but i if i were in your position like that would make me then feel like oh this it just adds to the confusion right and i don't think that's fair for you because like it's already confusing and then having someone else's opinion and input into it i think just adds to all of that messiness Mm -hmm. um and yeah exactly like you said like you guys might end up like coming back together but i think if you do take a break you've been really great at communicating like before right. so I think, like he knows about yeah. the kissing and-, and tell him that just be like i just feel like i never want to hurt you mm-hmm. and it makes me like i'm really like and like you said like, like i didn't know i was so drunk i didn't know this happened and i don't i i clearly need to figure out 
and explore this kind of side of me in a way that isn't going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. And like, I really care about you and I don't want to hurt you. So like, I want to take a break and figure all of this out stuff out for myself. And like, we'll regroup and come back to where you are and just, yeah, establish what you guys are comfortable with during a break. Are you going to be okay? Are you okay with him seeing other people and doing all of that? Um, And I think that's kind of when you need, yeah, you, you guys just need that space because like you said, you don't know what it's, you don't know yourself as an adult mm-hmm. without him. And that's already like, it's already a very hard time in general to like know yourself as an adult. Like yeah. I still don't even fully know myself and I'm like 25. Um, so I, yeah, I think and you I need still, to be And gentle. I know myself and I, I don't know myself and I'm 33. Yeah. So. It's yeah. It's like a, it's a definitely like a trying sort of time. And, um, also I think it'll be, yeah, I think you if you if you care about him too because you don't want to hurt him and this I think right now you you're in a situation where I also just don't think you should like put I don't like like oh well now I can't drink because what if I do something like this again you know what I mean like it seems like you use the alcohol as an excuse to do something you wanted to do yeah. anyway. Yeah, and I think like even if you don't drink, it's going to come out in a different way. Like mm-hmm. it's this is something that's like really trying to come out mm-hmm. and you did kiss explore. a girl before which he completely knew about yeah. and maybe doesn't think of it as cheating because mm-hmm. he was there when it was happening and but he still feels some type of way about yeah. it because he comments on it. Yeah. And also it doesn't even have to mean that you have feelings for your friend at all. It can just be like this is this is you realizing that you find girls attractive and you mm-hmm. are attracted to them. So it also doesn't mean like that in a break, you have to like pursue something else with right. your friend. I think it's just more about like a time for you to like decompress mm-hmm. and like untangle everything in your mind and how you feel without like anyone else putting anyone else's feelings mm-hmm. um, into the mix. Because right. I think right now it just needs to be about your feelings. Right. And it seems like you're, it's the same girl both times. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's, I'm just curious what her sexual orientation yeah. is, too. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. Hi, Megan. I am 25 years old. I just finished a master's degree and have my first, like, real career starting job at a company that's really great. And it's a great position to get me started in the field that I want to be in. Um. I have a great team and a really great boss. However, I, I'm having problems and have been talked to the manager, talked to by the manager several times about, um, like inappropriate workplace language. And I feel like it's being brought out of me by my team because I feel like my team is, um, in some ways very immature like within our team everybody except maybe one or two people are totally fine with making jokes that are like um kind of just like friends hanging out jokes and not necessarily workplace jokes um but there's a couple people on our team that are not comfortable with that and then also we have like a cubicle space where multiple teams share like the same area and other teams complain that we are loud and that we are making talking about things that are inappropriate for example and this one like really made me mad that another team apparently a couple of us including myself were talking about periods and that made them uncomfortable and they complained to their boss and or hr 
And so I got talked to, and I don't know who else got talked to about that. Um, so the feminist inside of me is really like mad about that because it's like, okay, periods are not taboo to be talking about. Um, I guess workplace, who knows? Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know what to do because I feel like it's being brought out of me by these people. And I, I guess the answer is, is that I need to get better self-control, but like it, I've been brought up multiple times and I just, I'm having a hard time like refraining from participating in these conversations. And I guess I would just like your advice on what to do. Uh, okay. Can I, I will say before we get into this, I think like you really should have picked a different example than the period one, because like, you knew, you know, our feminist, like, mm-hmm. like soft spots. Right. And I think like, just in, just in general, as somebody who like, I will talk about like my yeah, period. I've literally it, on the show worn a shirt that said yeah, administrating. There's literally, but, but that as an, like using that as an example, like is just as before you just said that right before that you had said like, oh, we got in trouble for just being too loud. Mm-hmm those things are can be correlated of like it doesn't even necessarily matter what you're talking about right. if you're talking if you're talking loud and disrupting people while you work that's not a feminist like oh no mm-hmm. i should be able to scream off the top of my desk like i'm bleeding like that's no, no. i mean like you're- i'm like i'm still spotting like a couple days after my period but like i'm not screaming that next to somebody who's trying to do like an expel ex- excel, excel spreadsheet, spreadsheet yeah. it's not about what you're doing and what you're speaking about in that instance so I wish I wish you would have used a different example because that but even if yeah. you're being loud and talking exactly you said this you said I'm talking to my work friends my work my co-workers as if they're my friends but mm-hmm. you're at work you're when you're at work you're there to do your job and make money yeah you don't have to be there to make friends <laughs> no and like I uh, as, as you, if you're watching the video, you might've seen um, me, you know, feel bad about myself because you're 25 and you just finished your master's and all of this. And I, okay. So like as somebody who works on sets and whatever mm-hmm. and things like that, I've been on sets before where we've had to have like sit down conversations about, um, like what is appropriate and not appropriate to talk about at work yeah. where it's my friends and I feel super comfortable, like talking about things like that, like anything crazy, like, Oh my God, who'd you sleep with? Like, Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. All of these things. Like you want to hear about the crazy thing that happened mm-hmm. to me last night. And we're comfortable talking about that, but we've literally had people who've like, we've had like, uh, producers, higher ups come up to us and be like, we love that you guys get along so well. And we yeah. love, like you guys can talk about whatever you want but it's not even the content necessarily that you're talking about but a it's you can't be disruptive of other people at like just in general you Mm -hmm. if you're going to have any sort of conversation you need to keep it quieter because like this is a place of work and we're happy you're having fun and you should have fun at work but it's still you still need to let you can't prevent other people from having their job for you to have a good time yeah and then also you need to be aware of the fact that like you guys have consented to have this conversation and you're both comfortable with it. But if somebody else is around and is uncomfortable, that's, you don't get to bring them in into this. Like if you want to have this conversation, go to a place where it's just you two who talk about this. You can't bring other people around in this. when you're not at work. Exactly. And that's like the thing that like, I mean, there were definitely times where I'm like, oh, now that I think about it, yes, there are definitely like a couple of people like who are sitting with us who I think are going to be fine with it. But I Mm -hmm. also realized that like I have seniority here so they're not going to say something to me that they feel uncomfortable they're going to tell somebody else and also they have every right to feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because that's not what they signed up for when they did an interview for this job right 
and it's, it's, I don't want to be an asshole, but I'm going to be like the whole idea of like putting on like, Oh, two people aren't okay with it. That's like a bully move. Like that's a total bully move of being like, we're all fine with it. Why aren't they fine with it? That's saying a group of guys talking shit on women. Well, the women aren't okay with it. And it's like, well, that's, you don't get to make like the standard of what everybody else should feel comfortable with at all. Especially when it's in talks of comfortability. Right. (laughs) Like, right. And you shouldn't you shouldn't be doing this like Mm-mm. and you can't blame other people for bringing yeah. you into the conversation either like because you have your masters girl right. you went to school you like you know come on you know what's right from wrong mm-hmm. because you wouldn't be calling in if you didn't think that you also said that you have a hard time like restraining yourself and you know you need to have better self-control like you answered the question yeah. for yourself yeah i think like if anything i would also take this as like uh like a learning moment of your instinct reaction when you kind of get like told off by a superior should be like regret and embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And the idea, the fact that this has happened multiple times and you're kind of like the, that this, to me, this sounds like an authoritative, like this is not an authority. Like this is you having an issue with authority in this that like you need to realize early like sooner rather than later that this isn't like oh wow fuck our boss is being so uptight yeah like you should feel a little bit of secondhand embarrassment of like oh shit this cubicle next to us like we're getting in the way of their work day Mm -hmm. and i think like you can have so like you can have fun at work and like i've been told off for talking too loud of something like that and like i immediately i'm like i feel so bad i want to cry like immediately but like there's a you can still have fun without making other people uncomfortable and also as a self-appointed feminist like you should know that (laughs) like that that's like even if you're talking about like women's issues and things like that it's not necessarily about those things and hey if there are times when someone like you're talking at lunch in a quiet conversation with somebody and you're talking about someone that's comfortable having this conversation exactly and you're talking about women's rights and someone comes up to you and it's like i don't want to hear you talking about that then you can make a stand there like that's something that like for sure but like when it's on someone else's like pay like this is the the clock in they're Mm -hmm. working and doing all of this you're interrupting and disrupting their workplace and even if it makes your day more fun, it also doesn't contribute to your productiveness at work right. at all. It's not like, oh no, I need to be able to talk loudly and do all of this. Like, if go do your work. Yeah. Like, and like, it, it's just, uh, yeah, I just don't think it's a smart mentality to maintain in the workplace mm-hmm. because like, it's not this office. Like it's any office. Right. Like that's not gonna slide. Right. And I'm sure that your employers too, are pro- probably trying to protect themselves as well because mm-hmm. this can be an HR issue that you get written up and you could easily get fired for this too. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you have to get a, like go get another job and you have to reference list yeah. your like latest employers and it's like, "Oh, yeah, she had an issue with like making people uncomfortable at work." Yeah. And I think also you need to reframe your mindset of being like I'm like the level of noise and like what we're not necessarily like specifically what we're talking about, but like the, everything that we're talking about in like loud levels, Mm -hmm. like we need to fix that a hundred percent. And then from there also have a conversation with your coworkers. You said that there's one or two people, you already know the people who aren't comfortable. You should have already stopped talking about anything that makes them uncomfortable in front of them. You know? Yeah. And if you want to have fun with your coworkers, do it when you're not. Yeah. Get drinks after work. Yeah. I think there's nothing like that's I think that's a great thing to do. And also, like, if you work in a space where you guys have to be collaborative and all that, like 
totally do that, but also don't in the process of it. Like you can still like, you can still like have like whisper funny things with mm-hmm. your, like the people that are comfortable with that, but like without bringing other people into it. Yeah. Because I mean, I would feel if I felt uncomfortable, like that's t- terrible. Like if just pick, put yourself in those other people's mm-hmm. shoes, like that would feel super sucky and it makes work a not fun place yeah. at the expense of you having fun. And like, you won't have any less fun, yeah. you know? Yeah. I've made plenty of friends with the people I work with yeah. all the time. And when we are on set, it's yeah, serious it's time. And then when you go, out on the weekends that's when you have fun mm-hmm. so yeah so she's never gonna listen to the podcast <laughs> girl you're in the wrong that's yeah the bottom line that's what you're we tell you yeah and you know what's funny it's everyone who's not in the wrong is like hey just give me the tough love mm-hmm. and then everybody who's in the wrong is like what do i do yeah and then here we are being like oh no now you get the tough love you get yeah. it when you don't expect it mm-hmm. we'll tell you when you're wrong but she already knew she yeah, said you know you're wrong call. you yeah. know you're wrong that's why you called right. a podcast I'm 23. Um, my best friend is now 20, 23. Oh, geez. So she just got married late September. And two months before she got married, she found out the guy she's engaged to has been cheating on her um, through Craigslist. He, like, nothing in person, but, like, he's been sending pictures to girls and getting pictures back. And apparently he's been doing this since seventh grade which is before they were dating. They've only dated for three years. So she caught him, um, like, she was on his computer, and, like, she was snooping a little bit, and but, like, found this, and so caught him two months before the wedding. And she told me what happened, and I had a talk with her. I'm like, are you sure you can trust him? Like, stuff like that. And he said... He needed to change. He knows he's had a pro- he has a problem. Like needs to get help. And I guess his dad has had these issues as well. He, he's a sex addict, um, but he only went to therapy once and then called it good. And my friend didn't know like if he was um, still doing it or not. So anyway, um, they got married. It is now two months later, and she has caught him again. So he's been doing this up until the wedding after the wedding like he has been doing this just caught him again and um she's asking me like what to do about it and it's just a hard situation because they just got married so I'm kind of telling her like go to counseling and then if he does this again like that needs to be the last time you can't put up with this like you don't deserve this um and then also the other part of this is they live in Seattle and I'm moving out there next Saturday to live with them while I transition into apartment. So I'm going to be in the middle of it. And it's just kind of like a lot. And I don't really know what to tell her to do. I think at this point, maybe counseling would be best. I don't know. Love you. Help me. Bye. I do not envy her at all, girl. I am so sorry. I mean, it's definitely worse for your friend. You know that. But like this, let's also yeah. address like this fucking sucks for you. too. Yeah. And by this point, when this comes oh, out, yeah, you're already there. Okay. So. so make sure you use headphones. Mm-hmm. This episode. Um, I mean, the first thing I would say is I think the first mistake that was made here post all of this was him going to therapy as opposed to them going to like couples counseling. Yeah. I think that really should have been the first move. Well, I don't know, because I think when, he when should I was, go to individual therapy, yeah. though. Yes, he should go to individual therapy. But I think therapy. they should have 
But like sex addiction, addiction. Um, I was looking up stuff on my phone during the call. Yeah. I wasn't like texting people. Yeah, she was. Um, <laughs> she was swiping. So, um, sex addiction um, is widely debated as not being an actual thing. Yeah. But there's an underlying cause um, that it's like um, it's usually stress, anxiety, depression, or shame that drive people to have risky sexual behavior. Mm-hmm. So it's not like sex is what they're using to cope yeah for the other no, totally thing. yeah um yeah i had a psychiatrist who told me he thought i was manic once and he was like so i feel like you just like and you got have you contracted a lot of stds you like recklessly sleep around i was like no i hate so many people like it takes mm-hmm. a long time before i'm like okay i want it like there's a few people that i want to sleep with like yeah. i dropped out of college because i ran out like come on <laughs> um but yeah no so i think i mean the first thing i would say is um let's take the whole marriage aspect out of it. Um, and like your friend asking you like, what should I do? I think in that moment, I think, yeah, you need to ignore the fact that they're married and you need to say, well, you've got two options right now. And I think you get divorced and make, make, I want you to like make that a viable option now too. Because I think the thing is, is sometimes, when people are in like shitty relationships, you're asking your other friends for permission to do something that you want to do, but there is a pressure of marriage there. And she probably feels like a fucking idiot. And like, she shouldn't yeah. feel like an idiot because like, yeah, she loves him. And also there's a lot of um, emotional manipulation that goes into like a toxic relationship, which if he's been like covering and lying about all of that stuff, like mm-hmm. that is toxic. Since he was in seventh grade. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. But I would say, I think you that need means to, there's some other there's problem. Totally some other. And like the idea that he's like, Oh, and my dad too. Like there's a lot of blame, like things that he's putting on there. And like, you don't even, he, she doesn't even know if he followed up and went to therapy. And the fact that like, she was snooping to begin with at the very beginning. You only snoop if you want to find something. Yeah. As somebody who snooped and found things, I've never snooped and not found something. Mm-hmm. And there's also plenty of people I've dated who I haven't snooped because like I'm not looking for anything. So I would say I think you need to give her permission to not work on the relationship if she wants to. And yeah. like say that as a viable option when she's saying like, what do I do? But, you know, like you like you can get divorced. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Like there's no shame in that. And say that and give that as like, a full answer as opposed to being like, well, you guys are married now, so you should really work on it because it's not, I don't think that's true at all. But then also at the same time, tell her like, if you want to work on this, like you guys should definitely go to couples counseling. Like I'm here to talk to you through all of this. I'm going to support whatever decision is going to make you happy, but there's no way that you guys can continue on in the way that you're going. Like you either need to go to couples counseling and he should go to individual therapy, but they should definitely go to couples counseling or they need to get divorced. And I think like, like offering those up as like two equally as okay options will make her be able to make the choice that she really wants. Mm -hmm. But I think there is a lot of like society pressure of like, Oh, well now that they're married, like there's some sort of expectation to uphold. And, um, she doesn't have to, because like, this is a kind of bullshit that like that she dealt with. And it just like, it was bad timing of the wedding, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and also, if he just went to therapy one time, that doesn't do he didn't anything. even get into his problem. He was nope. just telling about himself. Yeah. He didn't even get to what why he was really no, there. No, you can't therapize that. No. My friend was recently saying, she's like, yeah, I went to therapy for the first time in six months. She's like, and I was like, why is it so short? And I was like, well, that's why you have to go every week because yeah. you can't catch them up on your life. Like, he caught, he caught the therapist up on like, okay, here's the last 20 like something years of my life and then I'm good. Yeah. And like I've said before on the podcast, like I've gone to therapy and then like stopped when things like got good and that was like a t- thing I totally regret because it's the times when it's 
you think everything's fine that like you actually start to figure out like why you do certain things and like what certain things affect you and like yeah how you process things differently and it's a maintenance and an upkeep not like a solution because any sort of like mental health whether it's like depression that he's dealing with or anxiety or anything like that those aren't things that go away and the same reason thing with like why people go to therapy like for their whole lives Mm -hmm. a lot of the time is because like it's about learning how to cope and deal and like live with these things that you're always going to live with. And like, we all have like triggers and hotspots and things that like will like set you off that happen throughout the course of your life. So yeah, you can't get like fixed from something like that because there's nothing to fix. It's just a, yeah, it's a longer, it's a longer process. And if your brain just dealing with things differently or like not releasing certain chemicals and all Mm -hmm. that. But um, yeah, I think you just, I honestly think her friend saying like, what should I do is like asking for permission. Like, can I divorce them? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Because like you don't, if you don't want, if you already know what you're going to do, you don't ask people, Mm -hmm. you know, like you don't, you're not like, well, what should I do? What do you think I should do? Like in that situation, the only times I've ever asked someone like, well, what do you think I should do is when I've like wanted permission to do something like, Mm -hmm. is that okay if I feel this way and I want to do this? Um, so I think you just need to cover all your bases with her. And also, um, when it comes to like being around him, you're already there. So I don't know what you're already doing, but I think you can be like, just the whole thing is, is like in what I feel like in regards to other people's relationships, when you're directly kind of have to be around there and you're, you're obviously like in friends with one side of it, your whole goal just needs to be I'm not going to make my friend's life more difficult. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to make this harder for them. I'm not going to do anything like that. So don't, yeah, I wouldn't start shit when you're living there. I wouldn't like, because she already is feeling all this pressure and that like uncomfortability and all of those things. She doesn't need you to then like cuss out her boy, like her, her husband, you know, like don't add to the pressure. Just be like a friend who will listen. Mm -hmm. Cause like, that's the friends that like when I've gone through shit, like that's the best kind of people who are like, I'm not going to like make this harder for you. Yeah. Just going to listen and all that stuff. But I think, yeah, I think that they need to figure, yeah, he has to figure out if he wants to work on that too. Mm -hmm. Cause that's the part that like makes me sad. Like shit can happen in relationships, but like the party that is also like (laughs) guilty should be the one like pioneering like the solutions and being like, we're going to therapy. I'm really working on this. And if he went one time to me, that just sounds like a guy who doesn't have intention of changing. Yeah, he just went so that he can say that he went. Yeah. And I think even even if she wants to do therapy, too, I think like saying like and you can go to therapy and it can also not work after therapy, like deciding to go to therapy doesn't mean like, oh, we're in this for the long haul. We're going to have kids. This is going to be like us are forever now. She can go and they can go and she can realize and be like, you know what? I don't think this is working. I don't think this is changing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also a really good way for her because um, therapists will be honest, like it'll be a good way for her to see if he does care and does yeah. want to change. But this is rough and also like weirdly unique of like craigslist right like i did see it's been around since 1995 so oh wow two years after i was born oh wow yeah wait 1995 Mm -hmm. i was born in 93 um that mad ass math adds up so that's only two numbers that's why i could do it (laughs) but like i just yeah there's something weird here because this isn't like we've had calls before where like girls have seen like their significant other or their friends like husbands or whatever on tinder and things like that like this is such a i don't know like a weird way to go about yeah, that craigslist isn't 
I'm guessing when he first started getting into this, the Craigslist was thing? Craigslist was the only thing he could go to, and now that's what he's familiar with because he was in seventh grade. Yeah. He wouldn't have, I mean, Tinder wasn't around then. He wouldn't have been able to get on dating websites. Yeah. So this is what was most accessible to him. And but so, he figured it out through his dad. That's, I mean, there. Yeah. yeah. So that's the whole thing that I'm kind of. Yeah. There's yeah. something, there's something there with him and his yeah. dad that they need to, and maybe he needs to go to therapy with his dad. I don't know. Yeah. But something needs to be figured out. Yeah. And it's not. Because it happened when he was so young. That's what I was going to say. This is something that's like so ingrained in like, and like a whole thing in therapy is like habits Mm -hmm. and things that happen. Like when you start a certain habit when you're so young, it just becomes a part of your like identity Mm -hmm. and not necessarily like not in like a positive way. Like it becomes something that you associate with yourself and something that you have already come to terms with and that you kind of just deal with and mm-hmm. you don't like and honestly like at this point it probably has absolutely nothing to do with her. no exactly yeah. like that's and that's the part that sucks it's like now she's caught in the crossfire of something that like he d- isn't thinking about her mm-hmm. and it's not like any like he's been doing this for so long yeah, it's been a part of his life longer mm-hmm. than it's than she's been a part of his life yeah so there's something way way deeper here mm-hmm. and i think like yeah, I, I think this is like a different kind of sense of like the typical like cheating marriage things. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also didn't sign up for this. Right. And I think that's like a big thing too. And and as somebody who has mental health problems, like if somebody like it would totally suck if I was dating someone and they were like, you know, I really can't like I don't want to be with someone who like struggles with that kind of stuff. I'd be like, well, like I don't like think I think everyone struggles with mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But like I'm not here to tell anyone that they need to be okay with deal breakers. Right. You know, like that's the kind of thing that like you don't have to. And it wasn't a deal, deal with- breaker before they got married because she knew about it then. <sighs> well, the, well, the whole thing is, is there just has to be, I, I think no matter what, if you're lying to your significant other in a relationship, like that's a toxic relationship. Yeah. And I think you can recover from toxic relationships. And I think people lie in thinking like, oh, I'm protecting someone and all of that stuff. But once you start lying to someone like, it's just a level of respect that mm-hmm. like you don't have that it just, yeah, it becomes a whole cycle. And so I think there's a reason why she looked to begin with. And I think that there's definitely, yeah, I think this, there's not, yeah, there's a reason why you looked or mm-hmm. she looked like this all comes from something. And so if you add all of those things up, like, is it really worth it to yeah. work on it? But you just have to, yeah, she just has to give her both options and just support her and talk to her. Best of luck. Yeah. Let us know how you're doing. Yeah. Because you're there now. I'm sorry it took us a while to get yeah. to it. Um, We get a lot of calls. We do. We so try to get to them as quickly as possible. Yeah, but, but yeah. So let us know how it's going up yeah. in Seattle. The windy city? That's Chicago. Chicago. The rainy city? Yes. But I mean, do people call it that or just rainy? No, they do say that. Oh, the rainy city. Yeah. I like Seattle. Great seafood. It's coastal. Yeah. Good time on a road trip there. (laughs) Okay. Is it time for a break? Yeah. Okay. We'll take a quick break, guys, and we'll be right back. If there's something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling can help. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and more. 
connect with your personal counselor in a safe and private online environment, and get help at your own time and at your own pace. Anything you share is confidential, and it is so convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist. If for some reason you are not happy with your counselor, though, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. Best of all, it is a truly affordable option. Don't blame me with Megan Ranks listeners. Get a 10% off your first month with the discount code BLAME. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash BLAME. Then simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash BLAME. An intimate whisper that packs an indelible punch. We Are Okay is Nina LaCour at her finest. This gorgeously crafted and achingly honest portrayal of grief will leave you urgent to reach across any distance and reconnect with the people that you love. You go through life thinking that there's so much you need until you leave with only your phone, your wallet, and a picture of your mother. Marin hasn't spoken to anyone from her old life since the day that she left everything behind. No one knows the truth about those final weeks, not even her best friend Mabel. Now, months later, alone in an empty dorm for winter break, Marin waits. Mabel is coming to visit Marin and will be forced to face everything that's been left unsaid and finally confront the loneliness that has made a home in her heart. Bustle says author Nina LaCour treats her emotions so beautifully and with such empathy. New York Times Book Reviews calls We Are Okay poetic and gorgeously written. We Are Okay by Nina LaCour is published by Penguin. Get your copy today. Own iconic luxury items at Unreal Values with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury from top designers. Shop from designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail. New arrivals come in daily, and every single item is authenticated by The Real Real's team of experts. In fact, The Real Real employs over 100 brand authenticators, gemologists, horologists, and a team of art curators from around the globe who inspect thousands of items each day to ensure that every item is 100% authentic. Shop and consign women and men's luxury fashion, as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home. Shop online, visit one of their stores in Soho or West Hollywood, or visit one of their luxury consignment offices in Chicago, Dallas, Miami, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. New customers receive an automatic $25 off at checkout. Guys, um, I am a huge fan of The Real Real. This is really where I do almost all of my online window shopping. It is so fun. I really got very 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 close to being a really nice girlfriend and buying Mott's this really nice watch so 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 pretty um it was oh gosh what brand was it was it a good I think I want to say oh was it it was a Shinola Shinola that's how I say it and it was so pretty I have bought him one like full price before and I saw what they were selling them for on the real world and I was like wow this is so nice um I didn't end up getting it for him thankfully he won't listen to this and he won't be like wow I really missed out on a fantastic gift because I'm gonna be real guys I want to get myself something first and I keep toying around with the idea how do we feel about me with a red purse red is like my color when I'm doing color and I think that's what I want so I think it's going to be soon, guys, when the next time I talk about this, I'm going to be have finally bought one or maybe I'll finally sell mine first. But I'm a huge fan. The prices are way, way, way cheaper. And uh, I definitely still need to stop in one of the one of the stores. I saw it. I told you, right? Yeah. So I, was on, I was on the lookout for it the Dude. last time we talked about it. And it's so cute. And I was Isn't like, it? I wish it was open while I'm over on that side of town. But I know. it's exactly where you said it was right? when you said it was on both. It's at Milrose and yes. West Antigua. It's and it's like pristine and like just looks like I just yeah, I'm very I really want to go in. So shop in store online or download the app and get 20% off select items with the promo code real. That's the real promo code real for 20% off select items. Guys, we're back from our break. Did you miss us? You did. Hello. Please watch the video as Melissa waves like 
Princess Geno- of Genovia. Princess of Genovia. Thank you for, for being, being here, here today. today. Thank, Thank you for being here, here today. today. Oh, did you time. see that they're working on? I saw on Twitter. The I'm third one. here for I it. am too. But they're like, we're not going to do it unless the script is perfect. Like they've Thank had, God. they've been like, it's been oh. in the talks for years <gasps> that they're going to do it. And neither one will do it until the script is perfect. Can Nancy Myers write it? Hmm. I like that idea. Okay. Who's going to love and just going to I be? mean, Shonda Rhimes wrote the second one. I fucking forgot about that. She also wrote Crossroads. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, so And she good. said that she like knows that they're bad, but they paid for her house and she doesn't care. Um, well, no. I ever told you that I know the writer who wrote um, Hidden Figures. And Mm-mm. I know her from writing some other stuff mm. that we worked on together. And she literally has the same thing. She's like, oh, this is just paying my fucking bills. And yeah. she told me, she's like, I have this great idea for this thing. She's like, I figured out like these women who worked for NASA and like nobody talked about them. She's like, I'm just like saving money. And then I'm going to like take a hiatus for two years and interview all of these people. And then I saw a trailer for Hidden Figures and I immediately was like, oh my God, if this is not her movie, I'm going to mm-hmm. lose my shit. Like someone else did it. And then I saw her name and I was like, Whoa! and I like lost my mind. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, she's great. All three of those women that it's based on were they in your shorty? <gasps> oh, amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even know any good Kappas. Mar- 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 you know, Marissa Megan, Hargitay? Megan uh, Markle was a, ca- <laughs> a Kappa who spells her name with an H whose birthday is August 4th. Mm-hmm. My birthday. Not over it. I'm not over it. Okay. Well, that's nothing to do with the episode. Should we uh, nope. get into the next call? <laughs> hey, I am 30 years old, and to preface my story, I am going through a divorce so we got separated back in may and have i have moved out on my own and been on my own since august so that is kind of a separate thing but i started seeing someone and it started kind of casually um he came over and we had this big long weekend together i slept over his place he slept over my place so we've been seeing each other for about three months now um things are kind of casual we're both seeing other people um, however, he doesn't really date other people like me. He like has someone over for the night. Um, but he really only, as far as I know, dates me and like takes me out. Um, but he knows I really like him and he's kind of made it clear that he is not interested in a relationship at this time, but he does like respond when I tease him about it. And he is definitely open to still seeing me and he enjoys seeing me and we talk every day. We talk on the phone, I see him most weekends. Um, but I guess I just don't know what to do. I really, really like him. And again, he knows I really like him. Um, last time we hung out, it was great. Everything, you know, is awesome. But he gets a little uncomfortable when I mention kind of getting more serious with him. And he kind of says, well, he's not ready for that. Uh, but then he kind of makes it sound like maybe he will be ready for it. So it's a little confusing. I know I should just kind of be <laughs> clear and kind of understand he doesn't want a relationship. Yet he kind of wants to continue seeing me, but also see other people at the same time. He also likes to talk to guys online and not meet them. He just likes to chat with them, which is a little different. And yeah, I don't know. I really like him. And we um, he surprised me with some Christmas presents, which was all on his own. Um, and we're spending New Year's Eve together. So we're doing these things that are, couple but it's just confusing. Anyway, I would love some advice on this weird, confusing relationship. I really like him, and I just kind of don't know if I should continue seeing him, because I'm definitely getting hurt, because I really like him, or if I should just try and be casual and see where it goes. Thank you. 
My heart is hurting. My heart hurts for this. I don't have heart, so. True. Well, my Aquarius rising, I'm still coming off my period, so my Aquarius rising yeah. is settled down by my menstruation. Mm. So my feelings. I've got feelings mine this week. Is, mine is, though, I'll just get into it. Yeah. You're separated from someone you're married with. Like, you're not divorced yet. Like, you, oh. you're kind of freshly separated. Um, well, it's been sorry it's been like I need half you a louder year. In my ears. and he's it's been like half a year at this point yeah um is this the first person that you have tried to get in like a relationship with because mm-hmm. maybe you're still like fresh off of your um separation that's headed towards a divorce maybe you're yeah. still you haven't got a divorce yet and you're just projecting feelings onto this guy Yeah, I would also say, now that you say that, that makes me think also this guy could also be protecting himself in the sense that like he's like, this guy is saying that he really has feelings for me Mm -hmm. and he wants to be in a relationship, but he's not even divorced yet. Like he might be protecting himself too and not wanting to get hurt because this isn't official yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think, I think like, so I, yeah, I've had friends who've got definitely gone through this sort of thing of like, I'm definitely like a, I don't know. I don't get it. If I don't get, I don't catch feels fast, Mm -hmm. but I have friends who do. And like, exactly. You said like they get off right off of one breakup and they kind of like, that's where they feel comfortable is in a relationship, which Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with. I think the ultimate thing is communication and, I do not, but I fucking can't with, and you didn't say this, so I won't say, but like the guys or anyone in general, who's like goes into something being like, you know what? Like, I'm going to get my heart broken, but I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And I think you need to like, especially like coming off of like a separation and eventual divorce, like you need to protect your heart in like that way of there are so many, there are so many like great people that you can date. And if he's, if the guy that you're, if you're seeing right now, isn't ready for a relationship, that doesn't mean that he won't eventually be, mm-hmm. but also if you continue to date him hoping for it, it's just putting a lot of pressure right. on that relationship that you might not be able to enjoy it as much as you could if you're with somebody who is at the same place that you're at. And also, were you at this place before you met him? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's what's really important in general. And we've said that so many times in podcasts. Like, it's not about like, oh, when you find the right person, you'll know you're ready. It's like when you, you'll know you're ready. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to go date. Right. Like, I don't think right. you, you rarely figure that out when you're with somebody. And so um, I think, yeah, maybe like, like getting caught up in the feelings of it all. And I think like, there's nothing wrong with like being like a serial dater like being like serial monogamous wanting to like only like see one person or like be in a relationship and there's also nothing wrong with like wanting to like remain casual but I think at the same time I would also say he got into like the guy that you're seeing got into a relationship with you as like on paper of like this guy is separated this like this is going to kind of be in just general typically more casual Mm -hmm. so if he signed up for that then maybe he won't be ready for this because he kind of went into this thinking like, oh, like this is going to be casual. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you just have to be really honest with yourself and then with him because if he's not ready for it and I... And you're not ready for it. Yeah, and like I totally know the fucking sense of like when someone's like, oh no, but like, I don't know, maybe kind of thing like 
you read into it. And also when you have a crush, like you don't really want to like say goodbye to something that you're enjoying because they don't necessarily want the same thing mm-hmm. in like a couple years from now. But like it's going to get there eventually. And the longer that you are there, the more it's going to hurt when it comes to the end. So I think that you just need to be straight up. And if he's like, yeah, if he's like, no, I'm just, I really am not ready for that. Then I think you need to part ways. And then maybe then you'll be like, yeah, I wasn't ready for that either. Yeah. Do some self-love first. Yeah. And also I apologize for coming into this too bluntly because I realized that no, I did come into it real bluntly. No, I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's always me. I think it's okay. No, you always sympathize first and then go into it. Do I? Yeah. Uh, I usually start with, we're going to lose a collar here. We're going to lose a collar. <laughs> but those are like the, the, the this extremes. One, this one isn't like one yeah. where they're, when, when they just know that they're, yeah. what they're I doing. I also have is. a friend going through this, but minus the marriage aspect of like going off a relationship. And it's, yeah. And it's like, they're very much stressing about, do I actually like this person mm-hmm. that I'm seeing? And also that person basically like started, like they started a thing when they were like at the tail end of a relationship. Mm. So it was like, there's no strength, there's no commitment and anything. And now it's like, well, fuck, do I have feelings or do I not? Mm. And the advice I gave them was that of being like, you need to figure out what you want and then just be really straightforward. And if you can't figure out what you want, then if you, yeah, if you can't figure out what you want immediately, figure out what they want. And if that's not what you want in this moment, then cut it off and then you'll figure out what it is that you really want. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that you're going to really get there by staying in the same place that you're in because that's just going to create tension on like all sides yeah and um yeah and yeah i think but focus on like ending i know the separation divorce stuff can take fucking forever yeah but um yeah i mean take a pick take a hobby too and all that and spend time with your friends Mm -hmm. because i think that's another good thing too um but yeah best of luck you'll be fine it's all gonna work out on to the next i am 28 years old and um, so this call is about my friend, which I know you hate. She's 22. We work together. She sits right next to me. Um, and for the past, like, month, she's been coming in every day just dead inside. So I thought, like, I asked her about it. And every single time, it's, oh, I've been fighting with my boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I give her, like, the friend advice, like, if you're not happy, fucking leave. Um, and today, she came in, and her face was puffy, and she had a bruise that was starting to surface. Um, and, you know, I told her to call the fucking cop, because he, like, if he's hitting her... Which, like, I asked her first, and she didn't want to say anything, but then she did. Um, but she refused to do anything about it. And I know I can't make her do anything, but, like, as a friend, what, what's, like, the nicest way to say, you know, you're dating an actual trash can? Like, I don't, I want to help her. And I I want to help her, and I don't know how, other than, like, calling the cops for her. But I don't know. Like, it's I'm – not, I'm not comparing before and after, right? Like, emotional abuse is still abuse. So it was, like, one thing to see her come in, like, feeling like trash, 
but to see her come in today with a fucking bruise on her face and, like, on her neck, too, it's just, I feel helpless, and it's not even about me. Okay, first I just want to preface it that we're not, as you know for any of this, we're not professionals, Mm -hmm. um, and we can't tell you what to do. Yeah. But there are several like hotlines. Like there's one thing that's called the hotline, and I'll put it in the notes um, that can give you actual professional help to help with this. Mm-hmm. Um, it does take women. I I know that I heard this fact before, but I'm not even sure if this is right. Um, that it takes women like eight times to leave before eight times for things to happen to them before they actually leave. Yeah, and it's like times trying to leave. So. Um, and I have been you in this situation. Yeah. I had a friend that was being abused. Um, the first couple times she was hit, she didn't mm-hmm. leave. Um, but I let her know that I was there for her. Um, that I would always be for her, there for her. If she needed anything, I was there. And then one night, she just got fed up. Mm-hmm. And um, she called me. Yeah. And we went to the police station, filed a report. Um, and then... Even after that, she still didn't leave. It was yeah. the next time that it happened that she left. Yeah. But there was that paper trail of with the police mm-hmm. department, too, of being able to get, like, a restraining order and stuff. Yeah. Um. I had a friend who's in this, had been in this situation as well. Mm-hmm. I wasn't friends with her until much later. And after hearing about the same thing, that it, it, it's, it's a long time before you, like, recognize that behavior because also... It's, it's not, there's a very thin line between like emotional abuse and physical abuse. And it's mm-hmm. really easy to cross over to that. And, uh, emotional abuse is manipulation and it re it's gaslighting. Mm-hmm. It rewires the way you think. So in any situation, when you can look at it from afar and be like, how could someone stay in this? Like, this is someone it's like, you think of serial killers who keep people like girls trapped in their basement. Like, why are they staying? R mm-hmm. Kelly, all of those things. Like right. this is, a, this is manipulation of the mind. Right. I think uh, first thing that you you can call the police, you can call the police and do a welfare check on her. I think it's incredibly important in general for you, exactly like you said, to offer your support. But I don't know if like calling well, the police if, would be good because it might scare him. No, exactly. So yeah. say, that's if, if it gets to a point, know that you as a friend, though, you can call. It yeah. doesn't have to come from her. Um, but the first thing I would say is I would if and I think you you sound like a really great person um I would well first of all I would say I think this is great that you're her coworker because you're someone who has who knows she has to come in and see at work every mm-hmm. day so this isn't a friend that she can avoid this isn't something like that you see her every single day yeah. you see the change you see that like if, if anything physical happens also if she doesn't show up for work you are gonna know I think the first thing you should do, make a copy of the key of your apartment, give it to her, be Mm. like, hey, if you ever need any place to stay, if you ever at any point, middle of the night, I don't care, you can come here to my place. Like, just know that. Give her that, give her that opportunity because that's the thing. Like, it's, it's, it's feeling trapped in something and not having a way out because that's what happens when someone's abusive is they cut everyone out of your life Mm -hmm. and the manipulative and everything like that. So because you have to see her for work and you can give her that and just tell her like, just like put it on something like have like tell her to hide it somewhere, anything that it doesn't need to be like, obviously not to tell him. And then I think if you have a conversation with her and tell her, 
that you feel you're afraid for her. And I think the great thing is, is she admitted to you Mm -hmm. that this was abuse. She didn't want to admit it, but she did. And ask her if she would be comfortable of going to like a women's like domestic violence, women's shelter and just talking to someone. Yeah. Because the whole thing is, is like you're saying, you're not like we're saying and you're also feeling like this is none of our professional like fields at all. And so you don't necessarily know how to go about it. And I think if you can have her meet with somebody like and you go with her as being like that friend of being like. Like, and so my dad's office used to be over uh, a women's, um, I don't even, what's like domestic violence, like center or uh-huh. something great. And all the windows are tinted. It's all like mirrored windows. So you can't see into it. You have to buzz in. It's like a very, very safe space. And it was so secretive and private. Like my dad's office had a different entrance. So you couldn't even see all of this stuff. But like he was always saying, he's like, no, it's an amazing place for these women to go. And so much of the time they don't necessarily leave immediately, but they've got resources of women Mm -hmm. who know what their rights are and know all of these things and people who've been through that like experience and been in their shoes to Mm -hmm. really help them through that and I think that a lot of the time there's a lot of denial that comes in with that of being like no it's not and all that stuff but the second that she's able to talk to somebody who's been through it and can really like help like her in understanding because they've also been through it I think she'll understand a little bit more um and I think it's about preserving her safety. So whatever you can do in that sense, um, if she wants, and you can tell her, like, if you want to change what my name is in your phone to be something mm. else, like you can totally change that. Like yeah. have this be something where like, if my name pops up, like, do you like, let me know, like I'm here. If like, you want me to call you at 7 PM every night, just to like, like give you, give you even, an out. Or even like, if you put, um, if she put in, in her phone, like work, yeah. So then she knows that. Oh, this is my office calling. Yeah. I need to answer this. Or mm-hmm. and even with her, it's like, hey, if you're ever feeling worried and you want me to just like drive by and stay, be outside the house, text me this. Like, mm-hmm. text me something. Like, create a place in which she can feel like she can use you as an ally and as a friend when she's also at home. Because yeah. I think that's the thing. You're you're able to be there for her at work, and also like it sucks because it is your professional job, and this is something that like you probably feel helpless because you're also supposed to be doing work, mm-hmm. and then you also have this kind of there with her. Um, but I think, yeah, I think, and also ask her if she's comfortable being like, hey, um, just in just for anything that might happen, like can like we take pictures of this like these bruises mm-hmm. on you. Like, let's talk like that kind of thing and just being there to protect. And you could take it with your phone. Yeah. So then it's not in her phone in case he does go through it. And I was, I mean, even like the shady part of me was like, I mean, the next time, just take a picture and don't tell her. But like, I don't know how you also don't want to push her away because like she's been honest and open with you about this. You want to keep the the, um, positive respect and positive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think, yeah, I think giving her a key to your place and um yeah i ask her if she's told anybody else too yeah i think that needs it, to be and it might be more comfortable for her to just tell you yeah. because you're her work friend and not her friend friend yeah. too so yeah um but i really think trying to bring her to um talk to somebody who works in these situations because i don't know if you've not to like make this about tv but if you've ever seen big little lies um spoiler alert if you haven't listened to it or yeah. what listen to it. hope you watched it. it with your eyes too oh Amanda hasn't watched it okay great um but in it they talk about um making a game plan 
And uh, I, I know people who've been in those situations and mm-hmm. that's what you have to do is making a game plan for yeah. that. And so it's not just like a, I'm going to leave kind of thing. Right. And so Cause you still have to live your life. You can, you still have to live your life outside of this person. Too. Yeah. And like you have to think about your safety in the long run mm-hmm. and like hypothetical, like, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's a lot of emotional manipulation that's going to need therapy on her end. Yeah. And I would also ask her and suggest like, Hey, and you, and also something I wish people knew in general, you as a friend, you can go to therapy with mm-hmm. your friend. You can mm-hmm. do that. You can be like, Hey, like, I think it'd be really great. And like, do you want, like, can we go? Like, I would love to do that. And you can go there and you can do that with her. You can even really make it about you and you can tell the therapist there Yeah. and you guys can talk about it, but she doesn't have to go through any of that, those aspects alone. It's so like anyone going through any like really massive mental health struggles and stuff. Like as a friend, you can go to therapy with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Anything like that, because, yeah, she's she's in a relationship with somebody who's manipulated her and convinced her that this is love and this is normal and this is what she deserves. Mm. And I think she needs obviously not only from you to hear that that's she's worth so much and this is not something that she should accept. But she I think also from a mental from from a professional who can be like, this is how we're going to help you get out of it, because I think that's probably one of the scariest parts is like, well, how do you. How do you actually get out of the situation? Right. And yeah, my friend who my friend who was in that, it was like a very long process because it was like she had no idea how to go about actually getting out and then staying out. Yeah, and it's yeah. It's so messed up. And I'm sorry. And also, I I'm sorry that this is this is also like a lot for you to handle too. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, and like it's never obviously not as hard if you're not specifically in the situation but as people when you see someone being hurt exactly like you said that difference it's it's hard it's hard to see that um and it's also really hard when people don't listen Mm -hmm. i've had friends with that too where it's really but keep saying what you're saying because yeah they they're hearing it Mm -hmm. and she's still coming to you yeah and it'll eventually yeah get to where it needs to go yeah yeah and um yeah if you've like I, i it sounds stupid or whatever but like i don't know if she's ever uh Jana Kramer she's a actress and a country singer she's like a really crazy super super intense sad story about her own domestic violence and abuse and um she's like a very huge advocate for it now because she was had gotten married really young all of these things so I think like the more that she can become aware of the fact that like that is what this is mm-hmm. I think would be good too of like, you'd be like, Hey, have you ever listened to like, and I would like Jan- Jana Kramer has a podcast. I'm like, Hey, have you ever listened to this podcast? Like maybe listening to like this kind of thing, something that she can realize the scope of what it is, because yeah. I think there's probably a lot of manipulation on his end that that's not what this is, mm-hmm. but I'm really sorry. And this really fucking sucks. Me too. But Best of luck. Yeah. You guys are going to get through this. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Do we have another call or is it time for, don't blame them. Don't blame them. Don't yeah. blam. Don't blam. Black. 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 Don't blam. Black. Mm. Don't mm. blam. <laughs> oh, I like that. Don't blam. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Um, to, I guess I'll explain to you. Not the new you, people. To the new peeps. Sup, new peeps. Holla at your girl. Um, <laughs> who says that? Holla. Holla. That was such like a or like late mid 2000s slang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is when you guys, listeners, will call in and give your own advice on previous episodes. If you got personal experience, all of that stuff, you want to tell me I'm wrong. You want to tell me I'm like really right all the time. 
Matt says that all the time. He's constantly walking around as crazy. He's always like, you were right all the time. <laughs> never. He said, never says that. Well, people tell me that all the time. Well, you so. are right. Always. <laughs> all right. So this one is from um, the first episode of this season with Nikki Limo. Oh, it's a good one. Um, so the original caller um, is allergic to weed and her <gasps> boyfriend okay. smoked a lot. And so this is mm-hmm. someone calling with similar experience. Hi, Megan. So I'm calling about your recent um, podcast where the girl is allergic to weed. Um, so I'm 23. I've been with my husband for about seven years now. And um, I'm also allergic to weed. So my husband, he had seizures when he was younger. And so he actually smoked to control his seizures. And he hasn't had anything yet, so thank goodness. But um, basically... Um, it was getting to the point where I couldn't be in the same room that we live together. So obviously I want to spend as much time with him as I can. And, um, we reevaluated it and realized that I'm only allergic to the leaf. And so he actually had to switch to using just wax. And since then I have had no issues at all. Um, and he knows this and he's perfect. He was perfectly fine with the switch too. Um, he even said he was saving more money because he wasn't smoking as much. Um, but to the girl advice for her, my thing with weed is even if it is illegal where you're at, and I know it does affect her health. Um, if I personally, I think if it does not affect you or your relationship or his choice of choosing and deciding with stuff when it comes to you in your future, it shouldn't be something you worry about. A lot of people use it as a relaxer, or in my case, my husband does use it to control his seizures. And um, we've had no issues. We have had the talk where if this gets in the way, it will be near the weed. And he's very understanding of that. And if your partner is very understanding of it, I think you'll be okay. Um, But at this point, I would honestly say maybe ask him to switch up his method of smoking um ask him if he would prefer doing wax or if he would prefer um a pen or something like that and something that he would like with pens not that i'm promoting this but you can easily you can easily smoke it outside on like a back deck or in a garage or something and it's not going to put off as much as what actual weed would so just something to think about i really hope you figure everything out and i'm so sorry that you're having that bad of a reaction to it um but girl i totally get you and i promise you will get through it um best of luck and thank you i really like her me too i really like her a lot i really love what she had said about the like that she delivered tough love with like a way like a cute voice too Mm -hmm. And I like, should work on that. Yeah, me too. I like just come at it like strong as fuck. Yeah. But no, I, I think that's that's like relating it to, um, yeah, being like that his decision making. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't really affect your relationship unless the decisions are something that like, yeah, as right. opposed to this. And this is crazy that this is now the second person. Yeah, there's actually a lot. Wow. There were a lot. But it does make sense to me now that she's saying that she's allergic to like the leaf. Uh-huh. Like there definitely are components like I am allergic to lots of things. But there's some things that I'm allergic to that like if I put it on my skin, I will also get a reaction. And okay. then there's other things that like I'm only allergic to if I eat it. Mm. So that does make sense that sh- you would be allergic to like a, a part, part of, of it. it. Yeah. And I think that's a good I wish you could go to like an allergist and be like. What part of weed am I allergic to? You probably can, like in California, I would think. But it's illegal in the state that she's in. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. I wonder. Like, like they do the scratch test. You guys could take a trip. Yeah. 
roll on go over. Go to somewhere where it's legal. It's legal yeah. in a few places now. Yeah. So. No, but I think that's a really like smart mentality. And yeah, the medical marijuana is uh, a thing. Yeah, it's legal <laughs> Just in <fact>. Arkansas. <laughs> No way. Medical, yeah. Wow. Cool, Arkansas. Yeah. There's when I went home, it just got legal last year when I went, or it was either last year or the year before when I went home for Christmas. There's like signs everywhere for medical marijuana. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. I'm mm-hmm. really, do you know Whoopi Goldberg has like medical marijuana, like period products? No. Yes. You can I get tampons. She never it talks about that on The View. I know. I use cups, so that won't help me. I talked to one of my, my friends, damned me, and she was like, I think you should start using cups. And I was like, I'm real squeamish. And she goes, me too. I just emptied into the toilet and then I closed my eyes and mm. I rinsed it. And I was like, okay, maybe I could do that. Yeah. But yeah, you can do like they Like she's got this whole like line of like medical marijuana period products, which I'm like, I'm going to try them all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think this was really, really, really great advice. Um, me too. Yeah. I really like her. Mm-hmm. She's great. I love how also like nice she was. We should take we I'm gonna be more like you. <laughs> You're so nice to the callers as I am being like, shut up. I don't tell you to shut up. Because then we wouldn't have a podcast. Right. Okay. Everyone, keep talking. Please keep, keep calling talking. In. Do it. Speaking of calling in, that was the last episode last episode. No. no. Whoa, guys, don't worry. I'm no, so no, sorry no. to scare we'll you. We'll definitely like that. be back next Wednesday. We are back next I mean, Wednesday. Monday. Monday. God damn it. Stop. Maybe, You're maybe me Wednesday. Up. I don't know where this will line up with our bonus episodes. Maybe on a we'll be back on a Wednesday. Sometime. And on, on a Monday. Monday. Um, so that was our last call, guys. So um hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Let us know. Sound off in the, um, and by sound off, I mean say nice things on YouTube and on social. You can follow mm-hmm. us on Instagram at Don't Blah Meme Pod, and our own individual socials will be mm-hmm. listed down below. Hers is Megan Rinks. It is Megan Rinks. And your, what's, what is your Twitter and your Instagram are different? No, I've changed them so they're both <gasps> they're the same. They've been like that for like a year. Oh. She is not Melissa. Oh, I'm thinking of Leo's because one oh. of Leo's is who is Leo Howard and the Leo. other one is I am Leo Howard, which he yeah. didn't do on purpose. And I was like, mm. that's funny. It is. It's funnier that he didn't try. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you guys are listening to this on the podcast app or Stitcher or SoundCloud or any of those other places and you want to watch it, head over to YouTube because we got the video feed there. You can see well, this is a really cute outfit. And then if you are watching on YouTube... You can check us out on all the places I previously mentioned. And then you can also just go to don'tblameme.show mm-hmm. and you can figure out where to listen. Stitcher. Hell yeah. Spotify. Hell yeah. SoundCloud. Ooh. Google Play. Hell yeah. That's all I got right now off the cool. top of my head. But yeah. it's really anywhere. Me. Yeah, really, really. Just <laughs> Art 19. So if you guys want to be a part of an upcoming episode, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And if you're an international listener, good day, mate. <laughs> Uh, you can leave us an uh, record an audio file and send it to meganpodcast at gmail.com. Um, awesome, guys. Thanks for being here Thank today. You. Thank you for being here today. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you for being, being here today. today. Uh, okay, we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Whatever struggles you're facing from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions as well as chat and text with your therapist. And anything you share is completely confidential. 
Best of all, it is a truly affordable option. Don't blame me with Megan Ranks listeners. Even get a 10% off your first month with the discount code BLAME. So why not get started? Simply go to betterhelp.com blame and fill out a questionnaire to get matched with your counselor you'll love today. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator, Amanda Lechner. Production assistance by Julie Carley. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Part of the HerPod Network.